Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lance Gurf. Just want to get a sound check and make sure that you can hear me clear. And for some reason, I'm getting some feedback. Okay, I see what it is. I got too many gadgets over here. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> Just as soon as I was about to start the show, we had a little power blinkage. I call it a blinkage because it's going to come back on another five minutes or so, but I had everything set up, so I said, okay, let's fret not. Let's move forward with this. This is going to be something that is going to be shot from the hip, and I see so many of us are wide awake early in the morning. <laughs> Even though for me it's like about 10.33, I've been trying to aim my shows early for those who rise early and who want to have something to hear early that's real for the rest of the day. And um, let me just get a sound check and make sure from my end it appears that everything is okay. And let me just get a word from you if there is any sound issues. It sounds a little different because I'm going through my phone. It doesn't have that rich sound that it usually does when I go through my equipment. And once I get a nice, quiet generator, then I'll be okay. <laughs> you know, but these are the things you have to deal with when you're up in the mountains. And, you know, sometimes these things on a technological level just kind of fall through. So I'm going to take my battery. I'm going to plug up my internet. I'm going to read from my tablet and move away from the screen. I want to move around a little bit. So bear with me as I take this upstairs so I can get a better view. When I thought about it, I said to myself, I should have just made a banner that had openings to it where you can see the wonderful view that I have. So I'm going upstairs right now. This is real impromptu, y'all. This is shot from the hip. It's a beautiful day outside. Um, the other day we had a really terrible rainstorm. But, you know, it's not terrible. It's just kind of scary with a metal roof because it feels like or sounds like the roof is going to, like, blow off or something. But the sound of the rain is just so nice. So I'm going to head over here. You know what? I wanted 15 more minutes of sleep anyway. So let me go lay down in the bed for a little while because I have a lot to do today. And as I told you all yesterday, if you didn't know, my internet ran out the night before. So... I had to get up and take care of it, and I realized that I had been scammed for 420 CDs, and so I had to deal with that when I left the house. I just ran to the corner real quick, didn't wash, didn't shave. I was clean, though. Had a nice bath the night before, but you all know my hang-ups. I like to be squeaky clean at all times when I'm leaving the house. So when I got there, I was like, oh, God, I got to go all the way down into Accra in this state. And the only bad thing that looked on me that was kind of off was that my, my Crocs were, like, really dusty. <laughs> so that was like having dusty ankles. You know, other than that, I took care of everything. We had two good shows yesterday with Chris Amico, Conjure Woman, and myself. And I spoke about jealousy, those things. Excuse me if I sound like I'm out of breath. I had a belly full of food, and I ran up them steps just now. Let me get myself situated. And, um... Let me see. Is the sound good, y'all? Okay, okay, good. Jabari, you told me. I didn't see, you know. Today, I wanted to touch on fear. Later on today, we're going to do more shows, of course. I do have to make a run out, which is not going to take long, maybe two or three hours. And when I come back, we're going to talk about more things, right? But this is shoot from the hip, y'all. I'm going to read off a few things that I jotted down, but 
I think you'll enjoy the authenticity of a, of a if it's not face to face, but just a conversation. I'll do more face to face stuff. I'm not hiding anything. I just want to focus in on the topic, and I and I wish you all the best of mental health, physical health, spiritual growth, and health because we're going to need that in these days. And just understand, I'm just a regular dude. I'm not trying to be somebody's philosopher. I'm not trying to be somebody's uh, a therapist, although maybe some of the things I share may be therapeutic. I don't know. I'm just hoping that everybody feels good right now because, you know, we're living in a crazy world right now. And in all my years of living, I can kind of say that because I'm accruing more and more years and faster and faster. I've never seen this 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 we've never been in this place we've never been in this place where on top of the normal and I won't say normal fears because I I want to reject fear but I'll say the normal apprehensions of life when a mother has a son that has to go out into the world maybe he's going to school or He's in the workforce now. He's out of school. And she wonders, is there going to be a police officer that harasses him and does something to him where he may not come home alive? You know, you might have a pregnant mother who had miscarriages in the past. And, you know, now she, you know, is with someone new, you know, and she really wants to bring this child but she has in the back of her mind that, oh, God, I got to really be careful. You know, you have people who are stressed, and it's real. We're not going to celebrate stress. We want to beat stress down. But it is a constant battle over all of the positive words that one will hear when they go to a house of worship, when they're encouraged by somebody else, when they're feeling down. There's that thing in the midnight hour. That, that first sharp jab of a toothache that you realize, oh, my God, I got a toothache. And you feel the adrenaline, like, oh, my God, I hope this is not going to be so bad. I got to go to work tomorrow. I can't deal and take off with a toothache. I don't even have enough money to deal with pulling it out, whatever. There are those moments that bring us into this place of, of, of stress and fear. And I'm not trying to bring anybody into that deep. This is not a fear-mongering kind of talk. This is more of a positive talk, but we have to acknowledge what we're feeling. That's the only way we're going to be able to conquer it. You know, sometimes, you know, back in the days, not so much now because most of us pay our bills online. They come out automatic sometimes. Sometimes we just have to, you know, juggle a little bit. But back in the day, when one would fall into a depression of some sort, or just want to take a mental break from everything that's looming over you. Those bills keep coming in, and they keep coming in. And sometimes in the older days when it was just a paper bill, we'd put it up on the dresser in our bedroom, which was one of the worst places to put it. I don't know why many of us put it there. And we just wouldn't even open them sometime. We might be going through something else. We might have had the loss of a loved one. We might find, have found out that we had an STD. P STDs are out here, and it's not, I'm not going to say there's no shame in it, but, you know, you got to go through that. You got to treat that. Might have court dates. Maybe you have a child that has a court date. Ah, 
You don't know how you're going to pay the rent. Foreclosures looming over. What I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to bring you down into this place of negativity, but we already have enough stresses and things that will bring about a sense of fear, especially when we're doing things all on our own. And sometimes when we have a mate, we still feel like we're all on our own because sometimes the mate that we have may seem hunky-dory, like they don't have a problem in the world, and you're the only one trying to heal a situation, correct the situation, so you can continue on living. And when it comes to the bills, you knock them off, they come back. It's like cutting the grass. you got to keep doing it. That's why some people concrete off their yards so they don't have to deal with grass or anything. There's always something coming at you. And on now, now, on top of all of that, we can't get away from these mind-controlling so-called mainstream news broadcasts that put us in a place of even more fear. And it's, 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 it's overwhelming. So if we have a propensity to take a little drink before we go to sleep to relax our nerves, we're buying out the liquor store. If we are into substances, then now we might be a full-blown addict. The fear of this so-called reality. But is it really reality or is it just perception? Because when I see the word fear, right after that, I see the words anxiety. I see the word control. There are other things that come along with it. And we begin to feel trapped. But here's my thing. My creator did not put me here to fear any man-made situation. And I'm going to fight it. But we have to learn how to detach from it, not try to escape the reality of what possibly could be. If there's a terrible rainstorm or maybe a tornado that passed just past our dwelling, just past our home, but it lifted up a part of the roof, and water is coming on the inside. Do we say, well, that's my perception. That's not reality. No, that is reality. We have to deal with it. We have to be prepared for it. And a lot of us don't want to prepare for a potential mishap because the preparation of it is acknowledging what could happen and that brings fear. But in actuality, that reduces or rid you of having to hold on to this paralyzing thing called fear. Because fear paralyzes you. It makes it where you can't act properly. I mean, if you're walking across the street and it's no car on either side coming down, and all of a sudden you see a car speeding towards you, it's kind of hard not to be paralyzed and caught up in the fact that you might get hit. Right? But see, even... The worst case scenario in all of our so-called fears. And yeah, we can say, well, I don't have any fear. I've, I've heard knuckleheads say, I don't fear anything. Or, or, or some who are so deeply rooted in the church, fear not. I fear nothing but God. Yes, we understand. But if I lick off a shot right now, you don't know where it's coming from. You're going to start running. So I'm not saying to admit to fear or you're running around here scared and you're biting your nails. and Oh, my God. And you're up under the table, balled up. 
But understand, we need to separate the perception of a doomed reality and, and separate from that. Because while we all watch and sometimes feel helpless on what might go on in the world, we have to understand that we were given our lives for a reason and that there's things that we all can do to prepare for mishaps and take back control of our lives because fear can have a deadly grip on us and render us useless. And I use the word that many men don't want to hear. It'll render us impotent. And I don't mean the sexual variety, but impotent in our ability to execute our positioning as a man and also for the women as a woman. Sometimes we can doubt ourselves. Sometimes we self-reflect and feel as though we're coming up short. But the self-reflection is very important for you to do. See, fear can have a profound effect on human beings. And in troubling and stressful times, it can be especially crippling, right? And how is it crippling? Well, number one, physical health decline. Fear triggers the body's stress responses, leading to increased heart rate, elevated blood pressure, and a weakened immune system. Chronic fear can contribute to various health problems. To combat this, practice stress reduction techniques such as meditation, deep breathing, and regular exercise. The regular exercise that pulls stress out of you, I can tell you that much. And I'm, I'm not a person who has been exercising like I did when I was a competitive bodybuilder and deep into that. But I'm going to be doing some things, and, and I'm looking for a set of weights around here, you know, good weights, right? I'm going to have to have some shipped out because I, I need that right now. I'm, I'm, my body, I'm using it. I get in the yard. I take long walks. I'm active, but I also sit down a lot. But I, I need more of that. Because with all the peace and tranquility and meditation and deep thought, you know, I need to increase that so that that other side of things, the, the rest and recuperation, benefits me more. Because, you know, if you don't start your car for a week, for a month, for a year, you tell me after a year of it sitting in the yard how it's going to react to you trying to start it up. I don't care how brand new it is. We need movement. We need circulation. When we sit still and don't have anything self-generating from the inside, I notice for a fact that we get stagnant and, and, and we're, we're vulnerable to the stimuli that's around us. Again, back to the mainstream nightly news. People who choose what they think is uh, uh, important for news for you. But understand when you watch the news, okay, it's a business. This can reduce fear immediately when you realize it's a business. And it's the job of the news because lots of times on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, CNN, a lot of it is 24 hours. And they always have breaking news. But they have sponsors, and it's their job to keep the butts in the seats so that the sponsors who are paying for that news program to go out there, can get the ads out. So it's an exchange. So they will season the news. They'll slant the news. 
If you look at different news platforms, independent as opposed to so-called sponsored and mainstream, it's a whole different vibe. And most of us don't even know what's going on around the corner from us. Most of us don't even know what's going on in our own community, but we have fed these things that keep us in fear, keep our butts in the seats to be peeled back to see what's going on while their business deals go on. And these people hustle us and hustle our mind and keep us there with fear. See, pleasure and pain are the most highly motivating uh, feelings, right? Sensations in the world. We want to run away from the pain and we want to run to the pleasure. Now, I'm not saying we need to run to the pain. Who wants to run to the pain? But there is a measure of discomfort that we must indulge in that we choose, not that somebody else is putting it in our mind, that we choose. Like when you say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. But there's a certain amount of pain, not only when you go to the gym and feel the burning in your muscles or feel your short breath because you haven't pushed yourself on a cardiovascular level for a long time, but the pain of pushing yourself up out of the bed. Even when you get your eight or seven and a half or eight and a half hours, whatever it is that you require, even when you get that and you're forming a new habit, it is a measure of pain. I don't, want to, I don't feel like getting about this bed, right? But then we can also use fear as a motivating force also. See, fear is like fire, right? The fire cooks your food, right? Because you control it. The fire keeps your house warm if you have a fireplace. Even if you don't depend on the fireplace, you cut the regular heat off and say, hey, we're going to rock with this fireplace tonight. It keeps your home warm. But fear out of control consumes you, paralyzes you, renders you useless. So we have to know how to control the fear and aim it where we need to aim it. So in the example of you going through the pain and sacrifice of getting up in the morning to go to the gym, go for a walk, go for a little run, whatever it may be, do yoga or whatever it is, then motivate yourself by saying, if I don't do this, I may end up with a heart attack. If I don't do this, I may end up with poor circulation issues, diabetes or, or, or stroke. Sometimes a little sprinkling of the fears that many of us have in a controlled fashion can motivate us and not bring us these health problems. I'm kind of rambling right now. Let me just tell you a little trick that I used to use back, back in the day when I was training for competition, right? I would go to work, come home, eat my food. I'd always work jobs that were kind of early and late, but back in those days, it was always something early. And eventually, I began to train early. But in these days, I would go in the evening. So I would eat all my good food and everything, relax. And at that time with the schedule that I had, I would always make sure to leave at 5 o'clock on the button. I had to meet my training partner at 6 o'clock. Now, in those days, we were training much more than necessary. I learned through my own body and different injuries that I had. I learned from that. But at that time, we were training several hours a day, six days a week. And the only thing that saved me was because I was eating top-notch food, nutrition, supplementation, 
I had sponsors for that. So I had all the good supplements, more man. What I had more vitamins and minerals in my urine as waste that most people have in their plate of food. <laughs> it was that it was always a, a glow in the dark color that was coming out of me, right? But I would bring my bike with me, my bicycle, right? And I would go down Liberty Avenue, down Lefferts Boulevard, get on the train, the A train. Many of you who don't know New York City, you've heard of the A train. I live by not too far, about a couple mile or two from the last stop. I'd take my bike on the train and we do a workout. And afterward, sometimes a few of the fellas would want to go to a nearby school and run a little bit, a couple laps, mainly sprints, because that's more of a muscular challenge than just jogging around light and just, you know. So anyway, we come back to the gym. I had the keys. It was real late. And I'd take my bike and I'd ride all the way home from Brooklyn into Queens. And once I got down to a certain part of Queens, I still had to go deeper, more to the south side. So one thing I would put in my head, and I did this during training too, one thing I would put in my head to push myself more, there was a bus, there was a last bus that would leave. And I got to know the bus driver quite well, because you'd always say, you're always riding your bike in front of me and you're, you're racing my bus. He said, why do you do that? I said, listen, I envisioned the bus, I mean, I put this in my mind, that the bus was coming to kill me. The bus was some kind of entity, some kind of monster. And I had to not let that bus catch up to me. Now, once or twice in a two-year period, it did. But most of the time, I was pedaling, and this thing in my mind was real. I psyched myself up. I was scared. I didn't want to die. I didn't want this monster or bus to come get me. Now, we know that that was fiction but it shows how you can use fear to motivate yourself but not let it let it burn the house down let it cook your food let it cook your let, let it keep your home warm but don't let it burn the house down i use fear to my advantage like mike tyson said back in the day even before i heard him say this because i didn't know if mike tyson's like around 83 84 when he was an amateur right he said fear is his friend See, we all feel, feel this thing called fear. It's how we face it and how we deal with it. And look at the world today, the state that it's in, and we feel helpless because this is not something with a looming world war over us. It's not something that we can control or just wish away. And it's very much real. So we have to go within ourselves to see it different and empower ourselves by doing the things that we can do on the positive level. See, let me just take a look in the chat room. I don't want to isolate when I go off on my rant. I'm, I'm really chill here. Everybody's just talking a little bit. That's cool. Another point I want to make is fear. It, it, it brings a reduced decision-making ability. Fear can cloud judgment and hinder decision-making. To counter this, Make a conscious effort to gather information, consider alternatives, and seek input from trusted sources before making decisions. Don't just make a decision based on fear. You might be making the wrong decision. You might not be informed properly, right? You might just go jump off a bridge if you think that, you know what I mean? Oh, God, there's some tigers on one side and there's lions on the other. How do you know this? Somebody told you this? 
I saw it on the news. It could be assimilation. It could be, you know, it, it brings me back to, um, what is it? What is it? What is it? I see Orson Welles, but who was the person who had the broadcast? Was it back in the 30s, the late 30s? Was it 39? Water Worlds was over the radio and the alien attack. And it was just a radio show. And people were listening to this radio show that was just fiction. But the sound effects were so good. And, and the way they uh, shared this calamity, which was fiction, was so authentic and so convincing that people were committing suicide. People were jumping out of windows. People thought that they might have saw a plane somewhere in the sky in the distance behind the fog. Oh, my God, there's one of the aliens and killed themselves. Perception, perception, perception. Isolation. Fear can lead to social withdrawal as people isolate themselves to avoid perceived threats. Maintain social connections by reaching out to friends and family, even if it's through virtual means to combat isolation and loneliness. Because you know what? The isolation, if it's not a healthy isolation, where you want to isolate yourself away from knuckleheads or people who you know don't like you, can't stand you, and, and bring a negative energy not only to your life, but to their life as well. That's a good isolation. But this other type of isolation, where you pull away from those who can be positive to you, and also to really rid yourself of fear, just reach out. Just reach out to other positive people. They might be feeling a little fear. You ever get a phone call sometime where... You're feeling a little lonely. You're really too, not lazy, but you don't want to get up and do anything outside, but you're just in one of those moods where you wish you had somebody to talk to. Then the phone rings, and it's a person that you didn't think to call them, but, wow, this is the perfect person, and they take your whole mind away, right? Perception is everything. How many times are we down and out? We just paid our bills, but we don't have much left over. It's like, I got to live with this to the next payday. You know there are people that you can ask, but you don't want to keep stressing them because they got their own things. And you say, oh, well, you know, let me just tackle this laundry. It's been sitting there and piling up. And you decide to keep yourself active instead of feeling depressed about not having any money. And you go to wash your clothes and you find a $100 bill. Maybe more. Maybe more. Now your whole outlook changes. And hopefully you get a chance to finish the laundry. Don't go spend that money right away. But that will help to change your whole perception of your reality. Because if the money gets low and you have none, you have to last to the next paycheck. A lot of fear can surface and, and make you feel doomed. You got to face it. You got to look it in the eye. Procrastination. Fear of failure can lead to procrastination and avoidance. Setting clear goals, breaking tasks into smaller, manageable steps, and rewarding yourself for completing them can help overcome procrastination. What's my favorite word? Incrementally. Oh, we know surgical precision is that also. But I have it where I say that word. I'm not even trying to front like I'm some guru or whatever. I say these words to help me. If something looks like a big task, I'm like, okay, incrementally, how can I chop this thing down into smaller pieces, bite-sized pieces, and make it work? Now, now, hopefully none of us feed steak to babies. <laughs> the digestive system can't handle that. But if you did feed a snake to a snake, a, a steak, 
I'm still thinking about that snake that popped up in my front door the other day, right? I always look, I'm, look, I'm in the house looking. That's not fear. That's just using fear to keep myself protected. <laughs> but you got to make sure you can't have your screens open. You can't have any little crack or any little, uh-uh, because they'll fall, find themselves in there. And I might not have time to grab the video camera to sh- share it with you. <laughs> I might be running. Feet don't fail me now. But yeah, so breaking things down, you know, in bite-sized pieces, you Break the little pieces down the steak and feed it to your kid. Don't do that, though. Don't do that. That's not good for them so young. Maybe not at all. Negative self-talk. Fear often fuels self-doubt and self-criticism. Challenge negative thoughts by practicing self-compassion and positive affirmations. Seek support from a therapist or counselor if negative self-talk is persistent. Look. You can talk your way into victory. You can talk your way. You know, people go for hypnosis. But to me, and again, there are things that I've done in my life that I stick with all the time. There are times when I do feel down. I never really feel hopeless, but sometimes I may feel a little down more than when I'm up. People say, man, you're up all the time. That's true because I keep the practices in motion because I know what it is and I keep I keep my boat watertight. I keep my spaceship airtight. I proactively go after these things so I can produce more and be consistent in my life with the various things that I do. You may see it here online. Like the comment was made last night by a brother. He said, Lance is a machine. He's consistent. Now, that's a compliment and I take it. I understand because that's the way it appears. But I know I'm not a machine. But I do press forward with everything that I have. I've learned to do that from very young. And so there are things that I practice. There's things that I do. I tell myself certain things. It's like the other day, and I'm going to say, I, I share practical things around here. You all know we're still doing construction, you know, a little bit at a time. You know, um, that's the way it is. And I had my, my uh, uh, computer table. Same one that I had from when we were in the apartment. And it's by a company, and I'll give them a plug. I don't get any money back from them. It's called Autonomous. Check out Autonomous. It's a company in America. It would be a lot to ship it out here now. I have one. I may get another one in time when the flow is more increased. But the Autonomous tables are tables that are different sizes, right? But their office tables are for home. You can push a button and the table goes from a normal table height high up or from a normal table height real low, as low as those little uh, preschooler kitty tables that they have that are so small with the small chairs, right? And why do they have it that way? Well, that way, if you're sitting down too long and you don't want to sit down anymore as you do your work, I, I do it all the time it, with, with the shows. I'll hit the button, it goes to the right height. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stand up. I may eat while I'm doing a show or there's a video I'm playing or say, for example, Neil Frazier's lecturing or Dr. Day. Okay, they're talking. Let me mute myself. Let me talk. Let me just raise the table up, lower the table down. But for the mechanism that's in that table, that bad boy is so heavy. <laughs> it's heavy, heavy, heavy. It's heavy and awkward. So I headed downstairs. Uh, in the studio, and the studio's not finished yet. So I said to myself, you know what? 
these guys might be working on this stuff soon. Let me get it out of the way. Let me bring it to the middle floor. Mr. Skirv was in the back. And I was there. The guys that usually come by, they came by the next day and said, hey, man, help me with this, and they'll do it. But I wanted it up there now. And as I embarked on this uh, task, I quickly realized that this was not going to be anything easy. The table is very heavy. And I had help with it before. So I didn't want to scratch it up and mar it up. It has a nice black finish. It's a black table. So I tied the cords up to even lift it on its side. It took a lot. But I was determined. So why am I saying all this? Because of the self-talk. See, sometimes we can talk ourselves out of a victory or attaining a new level. Or we can talk ourselves into it. So I said, you know what? Now, I'm not going to say what I said. But, and why? Because it was profanity laced. I, I went there with this table. Table, you in my house. You're going to obey me. And you're going to go where you need to go. And I actually channeled past situations that may be unresolved or may they, maybe they were resolved of when I was angry. So I didn't use the fear, but I used past anger and I got pissed off. And that table became the face of every bit of anger that I had in different situations. And you ain't going to whip me. So I bear hugged the table, squatted down a little bit, bear hugged it and stood up. And walked that bad boy across to the bottom of the stairwell. And then I had to position it because I put it in the lowest position. But the legs were still sticking out. So as I walked up the steps and I got 25% of the way, why is it that one of the legs, because it was shaped like a T, it kind of went down straight on one side and had, had like a footing. One of those parts hooked up under the railing, the metal railing. And I couldn't move. And nobody was around. Mrs. Skirv was in the back and the concrete walls and she's way in the back with her headphones on. I couldn't call her. I had to deal. So I had to sit there and hold this table and take short, shallow breaths because if I leaned back a little bit, I would have fell with this table that really felt, I mean, it would have crushed me. So I dealt with it. And I found my way moving it out of the way and I got it to the landing and I let it get a rest. And I sat there and stared at it. I said, yeah, you halfway. We halfway through this fight. You going. You going upstairs. You're not, you're not going to be in my house and tell me what to do. I was talking like a madman. And I was cussing too. So I'm grunting. I grabbed it. And we wrestling. And I walked it up step by step. Got it to the top of the steps to the middle floor. And I said, yeah, we ain't finished yet. I went to the bathroom, came back, snatched that bad boy up with all the anger that I had. That's the righteous use of anger. And I have and had reasons to be angry at a lot of things. I'm not an angry person, but I've, I can be righteously angry. So I used it to my benefit. So every teacher that had something smart to say to me, every person who I thought was a friend who backstabbed me. Any, every negative thing that was said to me that, oh, you, you can't get this accomplished, you can't do, do this, I funneled everything down into this and physically moved this table and put it in place and still cussed it out when it was in place. <laughs> you thought you could whip me. Look at you now. Look at you now. Almost like Scarface <laughs> at the end. Look at you now. Look at you now. 
You got to be this way. You got to be this way. But yeah, Google that. Autonomous tables. I mean, let me pull up the definition of the word, but those are some good tables. I recommend them. I don't get any kickbacks in them. Just passing that along. It, 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 as you get older, you you really appreciate that. And they have they have smaller ones now where you don't have to have have it as wide. You know, more variety, and they have a lot of um, accessories with that. And and you'll be able to get more out of sitting by a computer, sitting by a desk, when you have one of those. It's really nice. I like regular tables too, but I gotta have that. So I went all off speaking about negative self talk, but you can use self-talk is a positive way to psych yourself up because your mind is very powerful. It's just that the wear down on our senses from the bombardment of negative scenarios presented to us makes us feel a certain way, right? So stagnation. Fear can prevent personal and professional growth. Embrace a growth mindset, set achievable goals, and continue, continually learn and adapt to new situations. That's very important. Learn and adapt to new situations. You can learn how people approach problems, even if it's not a problem, like I like to say challenges, but just from being around people who are problem solvers, who are progressive, even if it's an issue or something that doesn't pertain to you. You might hang around somebody for 15 minutes doing construction. And the way they go about methodically solving an issue will, will put you in the mindset, I'm a, I'm a winner too. I can do the same thing. You know what I mean? So, so don't find yourself sitting too long. Now, we can be moving. We can be in the mall, walking around shopping. We could be, you know, taking a walk. We could be doing housework. But your mind can still be stagnant. It doesn't mean when physically you move that your mind is moving also. Usually it does. It will dislodge you from a, a negative place. But physical movement doesn't always mean that you're a positive person because there are a lot of people who physically move themselves in the gym and work out and have fabulous bodies and they're negative as hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got to be careful with that. So on top of that, reduced productivity. Fear can hinder focus and pro productivity. Develop a routine Set priorities and use time management techniques to stay on track to meet your goals. That's one of my things. Unless it's something dire, unless it's a dire situation that I have to get up and get out of the house. Like when I didn't have internet. I needed my internet to do the shows that I did. That's why I didn't do anything early yesterday because I didn't have it. I had to go all the way down into the city. I said, okay, in this fight of positivity, I'll take that. When I get back home, I'm going to catch up and do at least two shows. And I did. The one with Miko and the other one on jealousy. That's just my routine. I stick to that routine. You wake up, get a little bite to eat, and get on it. That's why I'm doing this show right now. That's the, that's the new routine. I didn't run into a snake like I did. <laughs> but that was realistic, kind of. There are human snakes running around here, too. I don't deal with them, right? But... The bottom line is have your routine. And my routine is to get up and knock off a show, a download, a thought, uh, to speak on these things, right? Wonderful thing to do because for the rest of your day, once you take care of that initial goal, as opposed to having it go on and last on, and you're like, oh, God, there's always a reason to not do what you do. So that's the way of beating the fear of not accomplishing because fear comes in many forms. But what if I don't do this? What if I don't do that? My challenge, I'm going to put it out there, is that 
I want to start at least putting out the chapters of the book that I want to write, right? And I'm going to speak about not my whole life because it's too many things to me. I'd write, I'd have to write a whole library. I want to speak about what motivated me to come to the motherland and leave America and the challenges. There was many people who don't know. They're like, man, how did you deal with this? How would you do it? It wasn't easy to leave everything that you know and conquer the fear of losing that. Losing what? I eat over here. I see the same sun, the same moon. I'm talking. So I'm just on the other side of the lake called the Atlantic Ocean. I don't, oh, you're so far away. And what? No, 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 no. I'm not going to look at it in a fearful way. Because you know what? A short flight, whether it's nine hours or 11 hours, depending on you know, whether we go to another country and do a layover or go straight to New York and do a layover and come down to Florida, where in New York, in New York I'm good. I did 38 years, 30 and a half years in New York. Still have a lot of connections there. Florida, same thing. Been there for 19 years, 19 and a half years, whatever. I still have a lot of connections there. So you can get up and go to work. You can get, wake up, get ready to go to work, go to work for eight hours, make the commute home, and in the time you get up, if I get on that flight, and by the time you get home, I'm there. So, so it's a time thing for me. It's not a distance thing. We have uh, the planes that can get me there fast enough. It's not going to be the same way as... I am. I can't walk that and swim across the Atlantic Ocean. But you have to be able to not force yourself, but coerce yourself to. And break them down into smaller, manageable parts to avoid feeling overwhelmed. Feeling overwhelmed is the perfect bed to lay in for other fears to come and attack your mind. We wrestle with so much mentally before we even do the damn thing. Seriously. So when you're on a mission, sometimes you just got to jump up and jump right into what it is that you're doing because if you sit there and think about it, well, what about this? And see, I don't like people like that around me. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody, but it's time to go to, to war with my goals. I mean, not war against it, but at war with my
fell off. I don't know what the last thing was that I said. The power came back on, but I'm going to continue with this show um, till we're done because it's not going to be long because I still have to get out and do some things. But I did fall off for a while. My phone was on the bed. I'm talking away. <laughs> I was getting down, and I look on it, and I say, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm not even connected, so I got to keep my eye on things. So let me know. Let me know how long I was gone. I know it wasn't 10 minutes. It could have been a minute or two or whatever. But let me know if you can still. Uh, okay, we're back. Yes, thank you, Master Glam. How long was I gone? Did I duck out for like a minute? <laughs> what was the last thing I said? I don't know. I'm back. And the, most of this is over. I do have to get out of here. But I want to make a few more points. You know, with fear, it can cause a lot of sleep dis disturbances. Fear and anxiety can disrupt sleep patterns. Practice good sleep hygiene, such as maintaining a regular sleep schedule. And that's one of my challenges now, creating a comfortable sleep environment and avoiding stimulants before bedtime. That's very important to have that ritual. Impaired relationships. Fear constrained relationships by causing mistrust and conflict. Open communication, active listening. And empathy are essential for maintaining healthy relationships, especially during challenging times. It's very important. Open communication. Don't cut the person off. Let them say what they have to say. Active listening. See, we can hear somebody talk, but are we listening and are we actively listening and processing the information that they're trying to share? Right? It's very important to do that because most of the time we have people around each other. They're just talking at each other. They're just talking to each other, active listening. You can hear me. People say, oh, I hear you, but are you listening properly in an active way? That's very important. And having empathy. Many of us out here don't have empathy. It's all about what they feel, and that's it. It's all about what their feeling is and how they process things, and the hell with you. They might love you, but they have no empathy for you to put themselves in your shoes to say, hey, I care about you. You know, I care about what you're saying. I'm actively listening. What can I do to help? Because I care. Some people, you talk to them, they hear you. You say, what did I just say? They can't even spit it back to you. Ah, oh, you said something about so-and-so. But others, they'll go and actively listen for them and, and, and cater them and, and kiss their feet. I don't understand it. Actively listening will help to reduce the fear in someone else and, and the empathy, even if it's not real to you. Right. And you're saying some things, you know, they're saying some things to you and you're like, OK, this person's a little bit off the rock or they're just like not seeing reality as they should because emotions are taking over. I understand that. Let them speak what they speak. Don't try to even say, hey, uh, it's, it's not re real. It doesn't go that way. Can't you see? No, let them talk. If they think that they see some green aliens walking around in the back, now that might be a little far fetched. Maybe they're intoxicated and see all them trees back there because uh, all these trees in this backyard at nighttime, when they move around, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> they cast shadows over the window. It's like somebody walking out there or what? So you have to be able to, um, uh, you know, just be able to have the active listening to reduce the fear in them. So there's a couple more things I wanted to say. But understand that fear is a natural and adaptive response. If it becomes overwhelming, you got to be able to manage it effectively and maintain your productivity and well With me, I have a way of saying to myself, well, listen, I don't care how much chaos is going around, on around me. 
where there are certain things that you have committed to doing, you have to commit to do this thing and accomplish it no matter what. Now, there's certain things that can happen. I mean, you can have a loved one break their leg, and you're not going to say, well, I'm going to finish writing this article. You lay there until, no, you got to get up and you got to get out. you got to help them get that leg healed back, right? But within reason. But lots of times there's so much unnecessary fluff, unnecessary things to grab our attention, unnecessary things that arrest us. And a lot of times we kind of get glad that it does because now we don't have to go through with the task. But like I said, I have a goal. It might be 10 chapters. And most of the chapters will be about what made me, or not made me, but the, the things that stimulated me, the things that motivated me to leave the country. Because I had that feeling for a long, long time. And we had looked at other countries also, right? There's not uh, uh, a bed of roses here either. There's political issues. There's cultural differences. There are things. But the trade-off. And the thing is, I still have those who I have in America. I still have America, the culture, not the decadent stuff, but the people that I love, my inner circle. I just moved way over on the other side of the lake. That's the way I look at it, right? You still have me. And I still make sure to keep the energy flowing. But I'm going to wrap it down in another minute. I just want to say that don't ignore any signs that you have where you might be mentally stressed or spiritually drained. Reach out to somebody. You can always reach out to me. I don't care if I don't even know you. I just want to know that my life is a life that can help somebody. I mean, I might be in the bed fast asleep and not hear the ring. And said, I can call him, but he ain't pick up. You know, people get me that way. Or the email. I get a lot of... Uh, communication, so bear with me. Just bear with me. I was waiting for a phone call last night from a young lady who wanted to come onto the show and talk about a few things, and I was going to actually push and do the show, you know, but she didn't call me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, maybe something came up. So we have to be in control of what we do. We have to know what it is that we're going to do, and we have to commit to those things because, like I said, movement helps to rid yourself of fear. Stagnation is what fear loves. If your mind is open to anything, you're not actively going after something. Well, it's almost like when a person gets arrested, you know, uh, if, if you don't have a lawyer, one will be assigned to you. And if you know the court system in America, you don't want that lawyer, that public defender that's assigned to you because he's not going to help you that much. So you want to take care of things yourself. Fear is something that you don't have to be macho and act like you don't have. No, but you're not going to run around just focusing on that. You utilize it when you need it, but get rid of any excess uh, residue of fear that's around you. And um, on that note, on that note, I think I'm going to sign off right now. It's been a short one. An hour is short for me. You all know that. Usually this time of the morning, I do something two hours, two and a half hours, but I always say at least an hour. And when I get to the hour, I'm like, okay, let me keep on rocking, but I do have to go out. It may rain later on. It's a beautiful day. And I will come back on with another show or two. Why not? You know, we're going to do our thing. We're going to keep things moving and keep it positive. And I try to deal with issues that, you know, we talk about things like the other day with Umar. And people loved it, right? But I want to talk about things that affect us in a real way that usually you don't really have on many uh, uh, American African podcasts, you know, because so many of us are just into the celebrity thing. And I'm not mad at you if you do. Because some of these things are eye-catching, you know. I mean, you see these crazy headlines, you know, Kanye West caught in, caught in drag, you know, in Miami, in, in the red light district. And I'm going to take a peek at that. Like, yo, what's going on? 
But you can't let those things take you away from pushing forward with the reality that you'll be left with at the end of the day. What is your reality like at the end of the day? That's the bottom line. Anyway, let me get ready to run. Uh, I hate to go. I wish I could just have you all with me here. We just talk and vibe that way. That would be a beautiful thing, you know. But um, what can I say? So I'm going to play a little music, and then we're going to sign off, and then I'll be right back. I just, you know, say to myself that, hey, this is really great for me. I love vibing with you all, and hopefully you can get something out of what I share from the real-life stuff or the stuff that I jot down. Anyway, much love to you all. Take care. Lance Skirt out.